Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. That's right. It is not your normal host today. Uh, Dylan cannot be here today. So it is myself, Matty Double Dribbles, at Matt Tierney on Twitter. Um, I am here today to discuss the G League, the wonderful performances from everybody in the G League. And today I am joined by... That's what I meant. Summer League, of course. That right there, what you heard was uh, Alex Roig, who, who joins us again. Alex, how are you doing on this phenomenal Thursday evening? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, doing great. We got to see the, the Thunder kick butt again, or kick butt for 75% of the game, and mm-hmm. then kind of let them back in here, you know, the last quarter. But yeah, had fun, man. Had fun with it. It was a uh, it was one of those end of summer league type games where it's like a couple guys that you want to see and then let's, you know, release the hounds when it comes to, you know, the end of the bench guys. Um, and so, but hey, I, I will say this, you know, David Akinyoye, you know, the, the Thunder's summer league coach, he runs a very tight rotation. Like literally every game, only about eight players, nine players get in max. And it was the same thing this game. Like there's some players that did not, touched the floor at all summer league no, r.i.p no. tanner grows go yep. sooner boomer sooner yeah um, that was the guy i was looking at yeah man but like yeah um so it was fun it was fun to, it was fun to see the thunder back in action yeah and i i got i don't know if we're supposed to say this i think we're supposed to say at the beginning we're uh, uh presented by betonline.ag um great great sponsor thank you the um before we get into that game um that just concluded we need to just quickly talk about the game from Wednesday uh, because Chet Holmgren did not play today. I feel like we would not be doing our due diligence if we did not discuss him. Um, Chet uh, in Wednesday's game um, was good in the defensive side. Um, Offensively, I'm not sure how to feel about it. It felt like he was, almost running the offense like he was the point guard at a lot of times mm-hmm. running the offense through him and i thought that was a little interesting i don't know how much that's going to happen in the regular season because we're going to have other real playmakers in there um but it was like okay that's kind of cool i i could see this happening but defensively he was phenomenal 
Um, I don't remember exactly. I, I guess I could look it up real quick, but his, his average stat line um, was three and a half blocks per game for the three ga- or for the two games he played in the summer league. So he was, he was very good defensively. He had a couple of, of really good blocks in this game as well. Mm-hmm. And the blocks didn't even do it justice. He was, he was affecting a lot of the shots um, that weren't technically recorded as blocks. So defensively a great game, um, and, but just the, the announcers were, were glowing about him. He was, he was doing an overall great performance. So, so Alex, how, what did you feel about the, the Chet performance and what do, you, what do you hope to see sort of in the Las Vegas Summer League heading forward? Um, so I, I, thought it was, I, I thought it was good, man. I, like here's the thing. Like a lot of people are going into, into this with the expectation of seeing somebody who's a second pick in a draft. And, you know, this is a guy that this is his first time, you know, running five on five in, in you know, league sanctioned action. Like this is not just your team running five on five with you and kind of taking it easy. Um, and so he's, you know, he's, and then secondly, as far as getting your win back, a place like Utah, a place like Denver is not a very good spot to do that um, in the beginning because mm-hmm. of the, the higher elevation, higher altitude. Um, and so, you know, all those things combined, it's kind of, you know, what you're seeing is, is kind of the, I don't want to say inconsistent, but it's not up to a lot of people's maybe standard of what they saw last year um, in Chet's first foray into, into summer league. Um, and so I, I think you're seeing a player that's working himself back. I think you're seeing, you know, this is what the, the Thunder would have deemed as uh, return to action. Uh, so like, you know, they would have sent him down to the G League for a couple of games, maybe a week, return to action play there. Um, they would have probably DMP'd him, you know, return to action type stuff. So as far mm-hmm. as what you're seeing out there, you're seeing a player that's coming back from an injury. Uh, and you're seeing a player that, you know, he's showing flashes of what he could be. And look, he had a he had a bad offensive game last night. He had a good defensive game, you know, last night. Um, and so this is what you're going to get with Chet. And the beautiful thing about our team is that we don't necessarily need Chet to come in and score 20 points, you know, right off the bat. You know, we have a 30-point score. We have, you know, J-Dub that's probably going to be a star here in this league. You know, we have, you know, we have some outside shooters. You know, we have Mitchich coming in this year who's, you know, he's he's been mm-hmm. an MVP in, in a Euro League. You know, let's see what he does in the NBA. And so we don't need him to be a scorer. We need him to be an, a defensive anchor. And so far in these in the first two games of Summer League, he's been that. You know, he's been that. He's averaged 3.5 blocks. Um, he gobbled up 10 rebounds in this or 11 rebounds in this past game. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple steals. Like his length is going to it's going to allow him to be a good defensive player um, in the league. And so, you know, what we saw from him is is what I'm hoping we see from him on the defensive end in the NBA. Offensively, I think they tried some things in the Grizzlies game. You know, especially yeah. like you said with him bringing the ball up. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think you know he's going to have to learn how to. You can't. You can't spin at the top of the key. You know, you have too many players, too many guards, you know, too many hands in there. Um, so you're going to get stripped mostly every time. So that's what happened a lot of times. And, you know, there was one player, you know, one play where, where he got, you know, he got stripped from behind and he kind of looked at Jay Will and was like, hey, you know, you need to tell me. He was like, I did tell you. you know, so it's, yeah, it's those, it just those, wasn't listening. Yeah, it's, it's those types of things that with game action, especially preseason, and maybe even in Vegas, maybe they're going to work more on that. Is what kind of gets him, you know, more reps in that on that end. But defensively, 
He looks good. He looks good. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the dribbling. He definitely felt like he over dribbled a lot of times, not even just that one you mentioned where he, he got picked from behind. He just, he just kind of dribbled one too many times and he's too, he's too tall for, for that to happen. He's going to get picked too many times. The shooting also was not very good. Um, He, he was very short on a lot of his outside shots. Like he, he just, it was just not, not good. But like you said, Offensively, almost, we're not expecting like, that. It's almost like you need your wind and you need your legs yeah. to shoot outside jumpers. And it was I don't very think clear. Those right now. Yeah, it was very clear he was short on those. So, um, yeah. But like you said, we don't need him to score 20, 30 points a day. We need him to be a defensive anchor. He was absolutely that. He was phenomenal, um, fantastic. Before we get into tonight's game, um, let's just kind of wrap up. The Memphis game. Memphis played really well. They've been doing really well this summer league. I've liked some of the guys they've, uh, some of the guys they put out there. Mm-hmm. But let's kind of talk about any of the other guys you liked for the Thunder. I really liked Butler in this game. I thought he was really aggressive um, and and better than he was in the game against the Jazz. But um, besides besides the obvious, let's let's rule out Trey Mann because we're about to talk about him. Um, okay. Who else did you really like to? in their performance uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, I liked Ooze. Um, yeah. know, he, he came back a little bit more aggressive. He's, you know, five of 10 shooting, one of four from three. Um, you know, he got some assists, got some rebounds. Like he was, he was playing like kind of what we envisioned him to be, which is this, you know, tall playmaker, tall guy that can just kind of be a, a glue guy on the team for what we need. And, and that's kind of what he, he did this game. You know, for the Grizzlies game, and that's kind of what he did in well, this game, you know, not to bury the lead, he kind of dominated this game um, against mm-hmm. the, the 76ers. So, you know, that first game, he might have had the yips. He might have had – he might have been a little bit nervous. Um, it may have been one of those games where he was trying to find his way around J-Dub, around Trey Mann, around Chet. And so maybe he got lost in the action, was trying to do a little bit too much connecting instead of being mm-hmm. aggressive himself. Uh, but I think this game, he was a little bit more aggressive. The Grizzlies game, he was a little bit more aggressive, and it showed, and it showed in the stats. Um, you know, we, we could be seeing a situation where Ooze just need confidence. You know, he, you know, we see that with Trey Mann. You know, whenever his confidence is up, Trey Mann is a much different player than what he displayed most of last season. Um, and so Ooze, I could probably see the same thing. we got to understand with Ooze, a lot like what Dylan said in the last podcast, he's only played 40 games. Like, it just, it's, you know, that's not even half a season, you know. So, um, you know, it, it may take a couple games to get, you know, to get his um, his momentum, to get his, you know, his uh, – that's what I'm looking for. Uh, but, like, his momentum moving forward um, to just, you know, be the player that we expect him to be. Um, and so I, I think he did good. Um, so, Ooze definitely um, – I'm really taking a liking to uh, Shackleford. Um, yeah, you know, two way him, big time, two way him. Um, I, I love his confidence. You know, he's out there, half ball will shoot. If you give me some air, I'm going to shoot it, and I'm going to shoot it from deep. He's not shooting it just from the line. He's shooting it like a couple steps back, um, and he's making it. You know, for the most part, um, I, I like that confidence. I like that. You know, that bravado, and you need that. You know, some players need that. There's some players that their 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 entire careers get derailed because they don't want to shoot that shot. Andre Robertson, um, uh, Terrence Ferguson, 
all those mm-hmm. players suffered from that. Tybo Cephalosha at some point in his career with us, you know, suffers from that. Um, and so his bravado is just go ahead and, hey, just let it fly. Let, you know, lefty, lefty shoot it. I, I really enjoy that. And he made them. He made, mo- he made a lot of them. Um, and so that's something that, you know, we saw with IJ- Isaiah Joe. It, it, it provides a, a, a much needed release valve for this team. So I would love to see that on the floor with the Thunder. I am glad you mentioned Shackelford. Um, he was, he was in our summer league last year. Guess how many points he averaged last year? I looked it up because I was I was curious. How many? Thirteen point five. He was the leader really? for the summer league. Yes, Giddy was thirteen. Shackelford was thirteen point five. He was on this team last year. I totally forgot about him, but he played really well last year in the summer league. So I'm not sure what that means. Like, I mean, he was in our G League team, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, so it's it's good to see that he's still here. He's still like contributing in the summer league. But I I thought that was very interesting because I, I I guess I totally forgot about him because Giddy was there and Chet was there mm-hmm. and so that was all the hype. But yeah, Shackleford's Shackleford's been here and he's he's showing it again. Um, so yeah, to to wrap up the Grizzly game, like you said, um, uh, Uz, Uzman was fantastic. We said in the Monday podcast he was one of eleven and we were you know holding the brakes off on, on uh, overreacting that. And it proved right because Jang is, is playing much better now. And as you mentioned, uh, coming in, kind of transitioning into today's game um, against the 76ers, Usman was possibly the, the best player on the team. I, I mean, Trey Mann, what has been the best player in the series, the, G, uh, the summer league series so far, but Usman tonight probably would uh, take the, the number one spot. He had 22 points. He was 10 of 12 from the field, two of three from three. He was, he got 10 rebounds. He had three steals. That's the steals thing. I I don't really want to look at for this game because if you were watching this game, Philadelphia just played horrible offense for for three quarters. It was so bad. Every time they passed the ball, it was taking up everybody on the Thunder roster got at least two steals. It feels like maybe three. So it was, you the steals were there, but let's we, we should focus on the other stuff. But, but the turnovers were definitely there. The turnovers were there, yeah. So, <laughs> so Usman, a phenomenal game. Um, we can definitely say he he's putting himself back in the position of he deserves a roster spot. Um, and we can talk about him more maybe later. But but I want to talk about the man of the hour. If you're watching the uh, ESPN feed. They were saying he is the summer league MVP thus far. It is Trey Mann. Uh, he averaged just shy of 24 points a game in these three games. He had 23 tonight. He wasn't quite as efficient, but he was incredibly aggressive. And the thing that um, I loved the most was his swagger. He was calm. He was comfortable. His, his aura was just oozing with confidence. And he seems like... He did some work in the offseason and he's showing it now. His his aggressiveness and his ability to just attack at will. So I, I loved everything about him. Alex, what did you what did you like about Trey Man? There's so many things that he did well. What what were some of your favorites? His the game has the game slowed down for him, as at yeah. least in summer league. You know, you yeah. can see that he has a leg up on a lot of these players if not all of the players that were in the Utah Summer League. Um, he's been in the league two years. He's had his ups and downs. Um, but 
you could see that he he played the game at a different speed than everybody else out there. You wanted to pressure him, he was able to dribble past. You wanted to go ahead and lay off of him, he was, you know, there to, to kind of jab step you and then take a step back three or jab step you and kind of, you know, try to find some way to get around you. Like he looked like, you know, I said this about J-Dub where uh, he looked like the adult in the room when it came to the first game. Yep. Um, throughout mm-hmm. this entire summer league, Trey Mann has shown to be the adult in the room um, through these three games, you know. And, and the one thing that I asked for was consistency, and he's been consistent. And this is great. This is great for his future. Um, this is great for him moving forward because this is what we wanted to see from him. Um, you know, Grizzly game, he had 28. This game he had, what was it, 23, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game, he, he was a little bit more inefficient. But he kind of had to be because it was literally him and Ooze out there that had any type of any NBA experience. Um, right. Everybody else sat. J-Dub sat. Chet sat. J-Will. J-Will yeah. um, they all sat. Um, and so, you know, these two guys had to step up, and they did. And, you know, great for them, they did. And so Trey Mann, um, having, having him out there being basically the point guard, I think Jerry Butler played more of a um, off-ball role than he did. Um, So him handling the ball so much, having the ball in his hand, um, I I think it showed a lot of what he's capable of and it showed the player that he is. Now, you know, does that translate to, you know, consistency in in Las Vegas Summer League? We'll see. Um, Does that translate to consistency in training camp? We shall see. Um, But loved what I saw from him. And definitely he has been the MVP of this you know, three game stint at the the Salt Lake city summer league. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Unequivocally just the best player on this roster, arguably the best player in the summer league. Um, But the, to kind of recap this, this game in in its entirety, the, the game, as, as I, we kind of mentioned earlier, Philadelphia was so, so sloppy. The first three quarters Um, just, it was almost like they were passing to our, our team. They just could not pass the ball. They were dribbling off of their own foot. Basically they had so many unforced turnovers. It was, it was so easy for us to take a lead. We're up by 31 points um, in the third quarter, but then fourth quarter comes around the 76ers just find another gear and it's all of a sudden a game few minutes left in the fourth quarter it's like five point game um trey man basically saved us uh he he had a couple great plays um so we so we end up winning i think it, i i just pulled away from the final score i think it was 94 84 85 85 so so it, it was a win but yeah. definitely if you just woke up if you're waking up tomorrow Friday, 100 to 91 191 Whoa! We were way off. Okay, I was way off. Okay, <laughs> so sorry. I was. I guess I tuned out at the end there. 191. So if you were, I know we won. Up, I know we won by nine. Yeah. I was just taking the score that you said and, and subtracting nine from it. Right. Yeah, I totally botched that. I just didn't have in front of me. So one by nine. If you if you're waking up Friday morning and you're looking, you know, looking at the score on your phone, it looks like you know pretty close game. It was not. The problem no. was Philadelphia just surged back in the fourth quarter, despite the fact that they had the same, like Oklahoma city had the same roster out there, the same five man roster that they had for most of the game. 
Tremaine was out there, Jing was out there. So it was kind of interesting to, to see that happen. Um, I forget how to say his first name, Trink, Trinkarius, Tricarius Smith. Oh, Turk? Turk Smith? Yeah. Turk yeah. Smith. Traquavion. Traquavion Smith. He was balling out the end there. So not, not totally sure what happened, but I, I don't know. Alex, if, were, you, were you watching this game? Did you watch that fourth quarter? Uh, I got to see a little bit of it. Um, as far as what happened, I think I think they put the ball in Jared Butler's hand a lot more. Um, and, and I just think it was a lot more of the guys that were coming off the bench. Uh, you know, I think it was more like the Zaire Smith, the um, – I think, what's his name? Uh, Jemiah Ramsey played a little bit in the fourth quarter. Um, and so those guys handling the ball, they kind of coughed it up sometimes. They weren't – they weren't hitting as many shots, um, you know, open looks. And so I, I think maybe the the intensity of the fourth quarter got to them a little bit. And I know they took out Trey Mann for a little bit there, and I think they took out Ooze a little bit in the fourth quarter. They brought him yeah, back in. That. You know, yeah. they brought him back in. And, you know, they, they calmed the storm. They did what they're supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think – and, I mean, I, I think it's just human nature sometimes for you get a big lead, you take your foot off the gas, and things like this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, you know, it's a summer league game. We're not too concerned about game flow in that sense. We're, we're kind of mostly looking at, at player development and all that stuff. Um, so before we get in, I kind of want to transition. We're about to talk about into a Twitter question. So this will kind of be the last question about the game. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about the, any of the players that you thought were, uh, someone to look out for besides the obvious ones that we've talked about already, Trey Mann and Uzman and, and, and Chet. Um, there were at different times players that I think mm-hmm. you could be like, oh, there, there was a little bit of a something there. Um, the one that you actually mentioned, I think, um, but I want to just, you know, throw it out there is uh, Zaire Smith. Um, didn't get a lot of playing time. I don't think he's got a spot on the roster yet. I, I don't think... Um, today was enough, but just um, seeing kind of the offensive uh, bursts he had was really good. You look at the scoreboard, he, he was very efficient offensively. Six for six, 16 points off the bench, the highest scoring bench player on the team, uh, third best scoring player on this team for the game. So just offensively, really good scoring. Defensively, he was not good. He missed a lot of assignments. He, if you you know, a lot of easy buckets came because he missed a guy. Um, so he's he's not great there. Um, but it was just, you know, like a, a guy was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. He's got some offensive skills for a guard that you could work with. Um, I totally forgot he played for the uh, – he, he this was like – I looked him up too because I was kind of doing a little bit of research before this. He was the guy on the 76ers who almost died because of an allergic reaction. Yeah. And then he had to basically like rework his whole body. He became more of a shooter. He wasn't really a shooter as much when he was coming out of college. And, and now he kind of reworked himself to be that way. So he, but he was shooting really well. Um, like I said, really perfectly efficient, six to six, 16 points. Um, so Zaire Smith today, I felt like was a guy that I'd look at. Um, I don't want to take all the guys. So there was a couple others, but Alex, did you have any other guys that besides the ones we've already talked about that you're like, Oh yeah. Maybe not a roster guy yet, but just potential. The potential's there. I mean, so Caleb McConnell, I think he did pretty good today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, today, he had yeah. 
eight points, four assists, four rebounds. Uh, he's four of eight from the field. Um, I just thought he was, you know, he had three steals. But again, in this game, I think you and I could have played and we could have at least gotten a steal and a half each. Um, I think he did pretty good today. Um, but I, I don't want to take too much away from this game because Philadelphia's Philadelphia's um, they're not a developing team. No, they're not. They're not a developing team, and they and and it's going to catch up to them very quickly um, in the end because I I don't know Philly is one of those teams that I, I see as that they could be a trouble they could be a trouble spot very quickly you know with, with mm-hmm. the Harden stuff and Embiid yep. you know if 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 they don't get anything of value back for Harden I could definitely see Embiid saying hey it's yeah. time for me to go it's time for me to Absolutely. go. To a better situation, as um, would I. So I mean, as, as far as and I mean, as far as summer league, you know, you had your four core guys. You had Trey Mann, Ooze, uh, Chet, J Dub, um, and then after that, I, I would think that Jared Butler did pretty well, um, and I would say that Jaden Shackerford is the other only other guy that performed. You know, him and Butler were the only kind of like bench guys that performed. Um, pretty consistently throughout these three games. So, but hey, we have about probably six or seven more games in Vegas. You know, it's usually like a five five game slate, and then plus a, a you know a last game playoff game type stuff. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see what comes out of that because we're probably going to be introducing two new players to that. You know, Kason yeah. Wallace, and you know, I don't know what's wrong with Keontae. He could have played in Utah if he was healthy. Um, mm-hmm but I hope that, you know, he's able to suit up in Las Vegas and show us what he has there. Yeah. Perfect transition because yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, well, yeah. So if you were at the Keontae George, they hinted at it. He is going Keontae to play Johnson in, Johnson. What did I say? George. George. <laughs> I, I made a mental note of that. I was like, you're going to say Keontae George in the podcast. And you say Keontae Johnson. Uh, yeah. Keontae Johnson. Will play in Las Vegas. They hinted at it very heavily. So excited to see that. I guess he had a hamstring issue. I didn't know about mm-hmm. that. But um, he will play. That's exciting. Kason Wallace, quick tangent on this. You mentioned it in the, the group chat. He couldn't play today because his the, the way that the trade timeline works, mm-hmm. they couldn't play – july 6 because they didn't get it figured out by tip-off so yeah so what ha- kind, of, so, kind of furious in, infuriating that like a, a rookie that gets traded during the the nba draft can't play during the summer league yeah so what what happens is so a lot of these trades are made during the draft right. um especially so let's for instance take take a look at the the trade the thunder made so they swap picks so you know, they took Dallas's number 10 pick. We took, you know, they, they, they took our 12. But in the process, we also got Davis Berton, who was making $17 million. So in our 2022-23 payroll, we did not have enough money to pay Davis Berton. So we had to wait until the moratorium was over today, July 6th at noon, to go ahead and make that trade official. Um, right. So basically what happened was, you know, the, the trade became official at 12 noon Eastern. Um, and I guess we tried to sign, you know, we tried to, or we did sign Kaysan to his contract. 
but I, I guess that information didn't make it to the league office in time, or maybe they were backlogged, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, he, he was not able to play in this game. He was dressed, you know, he, he warmed up, he was dressed, he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they were like, nope, we didn't get to it in time. So he had to sit out. Um, yeah. Just, definitely it just playing sucks. in Vegas, though. Definitely playing in Vegas. So Saturday, He's playing in we- Vegas. Yeah, next time you hear us, we will be discussing Quezon. But it was just a little frustrating because I wanted to see him play. Um, yes. Yeah, not not sure why. They need to figure that out with the the CBA or, or however that works. So, um, yeah, Quezon and Keontae should probably be playing in Vegas. We're going to get our first reactions on them on this Thunder roster. Um, so stay tuned for that. But... That kind of leads me into our Twitter questions. Uh, we had a couple of came in. This will be a good time to take a break. Take a break Let's right take, now. Take a break. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Twitter questions. Um, so before the break, we we're talking about Kason and Keontae are coming back to this team. They are, at least Kason will be taking a roster spot. Um, so the question we've got first from uh, Twitter from at Thunder Zealot or Thunder underscore Zealot. Uh, he asks, who do you think gets cut slash sent down with this overloaded roster? Alex, I'll turn it to you first. Who do you think the first guy or maybe a couple of guys are? So I think the first domino that we need to see in Summer League, hopefully in, in Vegas, is whether JRE plays, you know, to mm. see what we have in that. Right. Because here's the thing, you know, Trey Man was able to take, take, uh, advantage of his opportunity in Utah and show us, you know, Hey, you know, I have matured in, you know, in how I play, you know, I'm able to, you know, the, the game has slowed down for me, blase, blase. He showed that we saw that. And so when he heads into training camp or he heads into Vegas, he has a little bit more confidence about himself. And as far as his position on the team, JRE, I mean, he is definitely on thin ice. And if he's not able to play in Vegas for whatever reason, I don't know if it's his ankle or whatever, um, I, the writing could be on the wall for him. Um, so that could yeah. be number one. You know, definitely number one is, is Victor Oladipo. Um, you know, he probably will not be playing this year. Um, if he is, he's going to be probably playing after at the earliest, probably all-star break after, you know, after that. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that we can cut him and, and not even think twice about it, you know. So he's probably on, on the chopping block also. Patty Mills making $6 million, him too. Um, so, you know, you can trim this team down pretty quickly. Um, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about it is the amount of assets that we got for those two players. You know, we got two right. picks from Miami, and apparently from what, everything that I'm reading, we got three picks for the Patty Mills. Right. Three, yeah. Four, three, no, no, let me, three second Three seconds. Right. Also for Victor, two second rounders. But here's the thing right. with the second rounders. People, you know, People on Twitter, like, when you talk about second rounders, you know, they're like, oh, that's too many. That's too many. The going rate for a good veteran in last season's trade deadline was five second round, four to five second round picks, you know. And a little nugget that we saw happening today was that Memphis, it was Memphis and um, oh, uh, was Phoenix? It Phoenix. Yeah, Mem- Phoenix, Memphis and yeah. Phoenix. Phoenix. And so Memphis traded two second rounders to Phoenix for the opportunity to swap picks in 2026 and 2030. So, mm. and I don't know. Good if old draft more, trade. Exactly. But I don't know if there's any more 
protections added to that, especially for the 2031. But if Phoenix stinks and they get the second pick and the Grizzlies have, you know, the 20th pick, well, then they can flip it. And then yep. Memphis gets the second pick and Phoenix has the 20th pick. So great stroke of genius. Um, you know, great job. by. And this is, this is what you talk about when you talk about taking advantage of the assets that you have. You know, Memphis had probably an overload of second round picks. They said, hey, let's do this trade, give you some second round picks. But in the process, this is what we want in the future. And Phoenix was like, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so, you know, we got a lot of assets from this. And those players are probably going to be the ones that we say, hey, thank you, future Thunder Legends. But go on to your new teams and, you know, produce whatever yeah. the hell you want to produce. You know, do whatever yeah. you got to do. Yeah, Oladipo makes sense. Uh, Jerry, yeah, that the, he was initially reported as as uh, being injured for this, but yeah, he definitely needs to get on the court. Mm-hmm. I still, I I am part of the Jang gang. Let me be clear. Yeah, yeah. But sure. but I still think we need to see what he does in Vegas because if he does, if this is just a little bit of a hot streak and he, he kind of has another uh, one in out of eleven game and was not very confident in that game kind of regresses a little bit. I don't think, I still think he's part of the team. I think he's just part of like the, the blue, the Oklahoma city blue. Um, and we bring him back down because it, it is overloaded there. We have a ton of guards, a ton of wings, and we got to, we got to cut the fat somewhere. Um, and, and, here, and here's one more thing. Trey man's great summer may lead to somebody saying, Hey, we will take that young guard on and see what he can yeah. do for our team. Like one of the things that I've said is, is Miami. Like Miami lost Gabe Vincent, I think Trey Mann would be a great like he's, Gabe Vincent. He's, you know, he slides right in there. Slides exactly, right in replacement there. slash like project replacement. Like, hey, let's bring him along. Heat culture, blah blah blah, and then Trey Mann is out there. You know, he's basically the same. Yeah, he's basically the same age as Gabe Vincent. I think Gabe Vincent's a little bit older, but I mean, he's about the same age, and he's he's got the same kind of skill set. So yeah, just. Throw in some more, some more picks from Miami, and hey, we got ourselves a nice little deal there with Trey Mann. But yeah, I, I think Trey Mann right now, as it stands, obviously has a spot. Um, who knows what happens if he gets traded? But the 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 ooze situation still a little shaky. Um, but yeah, I, I think what you said with with Oladipo and Jerry makes makes total sense. Um, speaking of Miami, another great transition um, to our next Twitter question uh, comes from at Thunder Talk. YT asks thoughts on the Caleb Martin interest. Um, there was a report, not sure from who, uh, there was a report though, that there was interest from Brooklyn and Oklahoma city on Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin had a phenomenal, uh, playoffs uh, in the NBA finals, especially he had some dominant games. He really carried the heat Eastern and in the Western Conference and in the Eastern conference. Finals, I was about to say, yeah. yeah, he, he was very, very good. Um, and, definitely is going to be getting paid um, with that performance. Um, but still not totally sure where he's going to end up, whether it's still in Miami or with those other two teams. Um, but with the interest in the reports that Oklahoma city wants him. Um, so it was, it was NBA. About it, that? it was NBA central at NBA Central at the NBA. Central, yeah. And they reported kind of, kind of an aggregator. Yeah. 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 So they reported it via Ethan J. Skolnick. Uh, so I, I think he's a uh, he's a Miami 
Heat Rider. Mm, okay. um, yeah. Um, so He's 20, 27 years old. Just I, I wanted to quickly look that up. So 27. So, you know, a little still yeah. young ish. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This It's very weird because if if the Oklahoma City Thunder had a ton of cap space, I could definitely see them being one of those teams that are always mentioned when it comes to free agents and be like, yeah, you know, Oklahoma City has cap space. Let's throw them into that, you know, into that list of teams that could be interested in him. But, you know, if they're interested in him, I don't know. We have, again, we have 30 plus million dollars in expiring contracts. Like mm-hmm. you could possibly do a, a sign and trade type stuff. I don't know how much Caleb Martin is worth on the open market. I wouldn't say more than 12. You know, yeah. he had one great run. You know, if you look what, what did, so what did, um, what did Gabe Vincent sign for? Three thirty-three, I think it was. Uh, yeah, is either thirty-three or thirty-six? I think, it was, yeah, it's somewhere around there. Eleven, yeah, so, twelve mil. Yeah, so eleven to twelve mil. That's kind of what I see. Maybe Caleb Martin getting in a you know in a market like this where there's not a ton of free agents left, and if you have a little bit of money, um, you know, the Thunder don't necessarily have cap space. You know, so they have to use other mechanisms, whether that be trade, whether that be, you know, sign and trade, that type of stuff. Um, so they don't have cap space to just be like, hey, because um, we believe and I, I think that uh, Mitchich, they used the um, one of the one of the exceptions. TPEs. Yeah, yeah. Not, not TPE, but one of the one of the mid-level exceptions that they have. Yeah, that they can use. They used it on him. Um, so. They have mechanisms that they can use, but it's not cap space. So they can't just sign them outright. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, you know, six seven six eight guy, long, long arms, apparently can shoot sometimes. Sounds like our, you know, our type of guy. So I could definitely see why the Thunder would be interested. Yeah. He's had kind of an interesting uh, career so far. Like his Charlotte stint was just really bad. He kind of seemed like he was on the way out. And then yeah. Miami sort of like, you know, kind of did what we do a lot of times or where they sort of like uh, rehabbed him and, and he's kind of developed into this, th- this role again, but yeah, definitely fits what we fits our, what we need. He's the shooter and, and, and I mean, the, the performance he did in, in the playoffs was, was great. So like, I wouldn't hate it. I don't know if it's um, necessarily that important, but um, you know, could, could be fun. So um, with that, um, we said we were going to do a 40 minute podcast and it is 37 minutes. So we kind of nailed it right on the head. Um, <laughs> but before we head out, um, you know, we talked about Chet, talked about Trey Mann, obvious, obvious two things for the summer league. Um, as we go into Vegas, um, I think the thing I'm looking for is, um, obviously Chet, but then uh, kind of riding the Jang gang a little bit, hoping he stays a little more consistent. I'm not as worried about Trey Mann. He seems pretty confident. I don't think one game here or there is going to matter, but um, looking for Jang to get that that consistency up, maybe see a little bit of JRE. Um, maybe some of these other guys. Obviously, Kaysan, yeah. Forgot about him and, and Keontae. So, um where, where are you looking? Where, what's your focus, Alex? What do you want from Vegas? Um, so I, I just want a 
kind of a, a reproduction of what we had in in Utah. Like, you know, just give me consistent play from the guys that from the guys that we think will be on our roster. Um, you know, just give me Chet. I mean, here's here's the thing: like, we don't need a ton of Chet. Like, we we've, we've already seen what what you know what he can do. You know, I don't want to overuse him either. So I could see mm-hmm. maybe a couple games in Vegas, but then after that, shut down. Um, I I don't think we need to see Jay Will anymore. You know, Jay Will is nope. an NBA player. You know, J Dub also. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see J Dub yeah. either. Um, so Trey Man, I would love to see more from him. But honestly, if the Thunder want to go ahead and say, "Hey, Trey Man, thank you very much for what you did in Utah. Uh, we're going to give you a couple games Proving in your Vegas. Point. Yeah, yep. we'll give you a couple games in Vegas, but then." We're going to, you know, hand the reins over to Kaysan Wallace and see what he, you know, what he can give us. I would totally understand that, you know. So the the thing is, the Thunder aren't out here for Summer League championships. So they're going to work their, you know, their program as best they see see fit. So I could see some guys sitting out. I could see some guys not playing consistently as far as, you know, hey, Chet plays three games and he doesn't play anymore after that. so I'm just looking for more action as far as ooze, as far as JRE, hopefully, because uh, I, you know, I would like them to go into the into the <clears throat> training camp with an idea of what they have with this guy. Like if they, right. you know, if he doesn't play, then basically it's like, hey, buddy, sorry, like you know, you're 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 a casualty of the crunch. Um, and so right. I would just like to see him play, and I, I want to see the I want to see the rookies play. I want to see what they do. Um, so yeah, and then hell, give me some more, you know, Jaden Shackelford and uh, and bombing threes. I would love to see that. I would love to see if it's if it's something that's very consistent. And if it is, I yeah. think he's in contention for one of the three two way spots or one of the two remaining yeah. two way spots. So just excited, more more basketball, yay! You know, basketball yes. for the next two weeks. Yes. Uh, so I'm count me in. And, uh, and I'm excited. Yeah. Our guy Cone is there in Vegas. Um, yes. So shout out Cone. Um, Saturday is our first Vegas game against the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, 2.30, baby. Will be exciting an afternoon game. So we will most likely get, be giving you a weekend podcast recapping that. All of that stuff Alex mentioned is, is very exciting. A lot of exciting things still to, still to come in the summer league. So with that, we're going to wrap it up unless Alex, do you have anything else that you wanted to, to mention or otherwise we're going to wrap it up? No, man. I'm good. Yeah. All right. So thank you all for that's, that's a wrap on Utah. That's a wrap on Utah, baby. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, please. If you have not already uh, subscribe on wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, please follow us at OKC topic thunder on Twitter on wherever you do your podcast, please leave us a five-star review it helps tremendously. Um, I don't know if it works on Spotify, if that's a thing, but wherever you listen to your podcast, just give us a good rating because um, it helps us with the numbies. Um, so thank you all for listening the whole way through. Um, hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder up! Thunder up! Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up!
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.